Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing fantastic and that you're all having an incredible day. Likes, comments, and subscriptions, as always, are very much appreciated. Welcome back to another News I Missed, where I go over news I missed. I am currently away. I am traveling. I am not home. Uh, so, I will make sure that there is still content for everyone. It will simply be in a different format, but making sure that there are still videos. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. The Ethereum 2.0 client Teku, that is T E K U, has released the required update version 22.8.1 for all mainnet users to prepare for the merge. The update contains the Bellatrix upgrade and merge transition configuration. All Ethereum mainnet users are required to upgrade before the 6th of September, the date of the Bellatrix activation on mainnet. For clarification, you do not have to do anything. Uh, typically, if you have your stuff on either Exodus or any cryptocurrency exchange, they handle all of this, so you yourself will not have to do anything. It's more of a, this information and this update has been sent out as it will be activated on the 6th of September for people who are holding or run cryptocurrency exchanges, if you will. So you don't have to do anything. Don't get worried. This happens every single major upgrade. Uh, these upgrade uh, things roll out to the people who need them. But a lot of normal cryptocurrency holders get scared as if they should be doing something. Nope, you have to do absolutely nothing. Ethereum 2.0's client Teku, what? In a tweet, there we go, on the 22nd of August, announced the release of version 22.8.1, a required update that sets the Bellatrix upgrade on the 6th of September and readies for the merge on the 15th of September as well. In order to transition to proof of stake, all mainnet nodes need to upgrade to the required Teku version. It includes connecting to the local extension client engine API and setting a default fee reception via validators. We're getting very close. It's very fascinating to see this finally all come to fruition. I know I mention it all the time. It's been six years that we've been waiting for this. I think this is going to be probably one of the largest events until the next uh, Bitcoin halving ends up happening. And to see the actual rollout of these things and like actual confirmation that on the 6th of September, Bellatrix is going to happen. And then on the, as it stands right now, depending on how fast or how slow uh, blocks are created and or mined, the 15th is looking like the actual date of the activation of the merge. So yeah, that's the, um, the countdown has officially begun. Uh, I told you all weeks ago, normally what happens is there's always like a, uh, you either hear continued news from the team or they simply go, okay, guys, we need like a bit more of a delay. Uh, locked in for the 6th of September. And also uh, we heard from the Ethereum team, like which block it's supposed to be mined on. So yeah, that's the Ethereum upgrade is finally happening. It seems odd to say it out loud news. And yeah. Let's move on. Also in the news, the inflation rate in the United Kingdom has reached 10.1%. According to the Office for National Statistics, or the ONS, the Consumer Price Index, or the CPI, 
rose by 10.1% in the 12 months to July 2022. It's a significant leap from 9.4% in June. I would even say that 9.4% was already dramatically high. The ONS stated that housing and household services, including fuel and transport, food and beverages are to blame for the surge in prices. Oh, really? That's that's it? It's not the government's? It's, it's, it's food and beverages are to blame. Cool, got it. The price at the pump in the United Kingdom currently stands at roughly... A pound seventy-two per liter, having almost breached two pounds mark recently for diesel. The price sits at around one pound eighty-four, around two dollars and twenty-three cents per liter, having dropped under the two thousand two dollar two pound geez Louise mark in June. The ONS reported that rising food prices were the largest contributor to the inflation rate, and a lot of times people uh, mistake the. Uh, petrol and gas prices in Europe and other parts of the world. Usually people pay per liter. So if you try to, I mean, I, I don't know the exact metrics for it, but if you do the, uh, the how much it would normally cost to fill up a tank in America, it usually ends up being like two or three times the amount as well. Like it's actually astronomically higher around the world, many other places, except for like oil rich countries to actually fill up your tank. I've watched a few... Uh, they keep popping up. The algorithm knows uh, what I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of things about like UK inflation, Australian inflation, uh, but like the people who were kind of like hit hardest by it. And there are so many estimates that even by winter time, like not even late autumn, I mean like November, December, it's cold outside kind of news. Uh, people in the UK, I think, are estimated to pay. I think an additional $2,000 for winter just to be able to like heat up their homes. Like that's on average per household. That's not like for the whole country. And it's kind of insane to think about that. Like we've gotten to this point. What was I reading a couple of days ago? I don't remember what it was. It was something along the lines of like the economy is doing terrible. So-and-so is happening. But these, these companies were talking about and asking governments to like shield them first as opposed to the actual people. It was something along the lines of like, well, like, well, you know, companies needed more so that we can make sure that we can continue to like pay our employees. And it's like, no, you just, it's the same exact thing during 2020. Like when the, when, when the economies were beginning to shut down and all these companies were like taking, uh, you know, the, the money that was being given away by governments and like they were, you know, taking it like handouts as opposed to actually paying their employees. They were simply laying off people and then that company got $45 million just because, you know, they were able to get it from the government. It's really very fascinating time. So the inflation rate around the world is continuing to jump. Uh, we've heard from governments that, of course, they care and they just want the best for everyone. But I really do wonder how bad it's actually going to get and if we're kind of like stuck in this loop. Not to extend this too long, but years ago... When I like just was getting into crypto, one of the main ideas from a lot of people in crypto uh, was that inflation, I don't know if these people were psychic or what, but they were talking about like very high inflation rate, like not normal inflation rates, but they were talking about like the actual like hyperinflation of the US dollar. And they were like, it's bound to happen. Like there's no way to actually get around that at some point it's going to be 10, 15% inflation. Then it's going to go to 20, 25, 30. At that point, more people will be uh, floating over to Bitcoin as an, an actual safe haven. So to see these things happening right before our very eyes, 
is nothing short of extraordinarily weird, if you kind of want to put it that way. That's the UK inflation rate news. And this is the... We, we, we had news about a month and a half ago. There were a number of countries uh, who made a list because their country had over 15% inflation. So now at double digits in the UK and the, let's be and the, the let's be honest the, the the UK's inflation rate is not the only double digit one of course the US one is that high as well you can also just askew numbers to me anyway the point is inflation's high i wonder where things are going to go because things are looking a little bit dramatic at this point yeah let's move on So we got news before, and I'm not sure if this is the exact same one. We had news before that there was a a company, or rather, there was going to be a metaverse that was launched on top of Cardano. That was kind of the general idea. Uh, I found information or news about one called Cardalonia. Not that does not roll off the tongue at all. Uh, but apparently, they're going to be launching soon. There's a, a lot of the information in this one article right here sounds very like uh, someone paid them to make it, so I won't be going through the the entire thing. But uh, we've now gotten to the point where every protocol is trying to launch their own uh, metaverse kind of thing. They have photos of it as well right here. I tried to make the photo larger, like it, it just you know it just simply is this. We'll see what ends up happening. I thought this was fascinating because I told you all before, every coin just kind of mimics every other coin. If you have NFTs, I have NFTs. If you have ICOs, I have ICOs. You got a metaverse? Well, we have to have our own metaverse. Uh, I wonder what this is going to look like. I wonder if it'll become popular. A lot of the other metaverses that have launched over the last year have kind of fallen into obscurity. We really only hear about three metaverses now. They are Sandbox, Decentraland, and Apecoin Land. I forgot what they call the Neverland, ever ever other, I don't know what, what, what is being called. Those are kind of the only three that we hear about. I think other ones will eventually take off. It's more of a, I wonder if this one will be able to do that. Cardalonia. I feel like there's so many other letters in the English language that could have been combined to like make something. Well, you can't call it Cardi, no. Carda? Carland. Card. Cardland. Uh, Adaland. Landa. I like Landa. I could see Landa being. Lada. Lanada? Lemonade. That's the apparently there's going to be a metaverse inside of Cardano. Uh, whose mission is to become the sandbox of the ecosystem. I mean, good luck. I've heard promises for as many years as I've been in this space. Everyone creates something, thinks it's going to be absolutely incredible. Uh, once This is, uh, <laughs> number one, this is not financial advice. I'm not telling you to put your money into this. It's like, oh, let it ride. Let's see if it goes. A lot of these projects will collapse and fail. So... Yeah, it's just more of a, we were hearing about this for a while. Everyone kept on talking about a metaverse launching in or on Cardano. And apparently it's Card Cardalonia. Have you ever heard the song, Um, I think it's called Caldonia from, oh gosh, what's this guy's name? I'm going to shut up. Find the, find the, find the song named Cardano, um, Cardano, <laughs> Caldonia. 
It's like from like the 50s or 60s or something like that. It's a very energetic song. Anyway, that's the Cardonia news. Card, card, okay. Moving on. Also in the news, in unsup- unsurprising news, the number of decentralized applications or dApps on the Ethereum scaling platform Polygon is now above 37,000. 37,000 dApps just on top of Polygon. Marking a 400% increase since the start of 2022. Remember what I, I, I always been, I've been telling you, Polygon is kind of the solution that everyone was waiting for, like the scaling solution for Ethereum. Polygon, I think, is going to be absolutely massive, even after we eventually, at some point, get low transactions, 10 million transactions on Ethereum, and all this other stuff. I think Polygon is still going to be an absolute winner. This thing basically kind of came out of nowhere, and it's like enveloping the entire Ethereum ecosystem. People are, like I told you before, people are moving their coins off of Ethereum's chain on top of Polygon, which is on top of Ethereum. 37,000. That's insane. The Polygon team shared the figures via a Wednesday blog post, which was sourced from partnered Web3 development platform Alchemy. Noting that the figure represents the cumulative number of applications ever launched on both the testnet and the mainnet. It also noted that the number of monthly active teams, a measure of developer activity on the blockchain, was 11,800 teams at the end of July, up a whopping 47% from March. This is insane. I wonder not what the limits are. Like, I wonder where exactly this is going to go. For for a number of years, I'll put it to you this way. A number of years, we had a lot of talk and promise about Liquid and Lightning kind of being like the immediate scaling solutions for Bitcoin. When we have Liquid and when we have Lightning, everyone's going to be transacting in Bitcoin. One million, that that, that was the the, the number, one million transactions per second. Everyone's going to love it. Everyone's going to use it. People are using lightning, 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 but it's the, the progression's a little bit slow. Same exact thing with many other coins. They have other protocols, other chains, other side this, other links and bonds. And they were like, people are going to be using this. It's going to be amazing. But they're not really using a lot of the other ones. People are really using Polygon. 37,000 is absolutely insane. I have high hopes for this. I have no idea how much the coins even are. I should probably... Be looking into that to be completely honest, but yeah, that's the we get news twice a week now about Polygon. Uh, they seem to be doing extremely well. Their first gigantic foray into the space was last year, where people realized you could have zero, literally zero or one cent transaction fees when buying or selling NFTs, and I think their popularity will only continue to increase. That's the Polygon. Scaling news. And yeah, let's move on. Right? I do hope that you've all enjoyed. I do hope you all are having a great day. Great morning. Great afternoon. Great evening. Wherever you are. Wherever you might be. I do hope it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you all once again for watching, listening, liking, commenting, and or supporting 
and I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you.